0: In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, we realize that Bill has way too much time on his hands for audio editing, we imitate the greatest sound known to any eight-year-old on their bicycle, and we take a listener call from Lauren about how to react when she loses deals based on price. Welcome, everybody, back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest-running sales training podcast in sales training podcast history. My name is Brian Neal. I'm Bill Kasky. And we are here every week for your listening enjoyment. Coming off vacation, for me, I've got my vacation voice going. If you are a new listener, we're glad you are here. If you are a veteran listener, tell all your friends. We are on the road. Send us an email, listener at Put in the subject line, come see us, and we'll talk about how to get that started and come visit you. We like to do little trips like that.
1: We love to do that. It's really fun. We get a lot of emails in here. Some of them have questions attached to them. You know how we love to hear from you. In fact, one of our... Topic today is going to be coming from a listener named Lauren, who has a yep. really good question. But we also got a note from uh, one Matt B. I don't know, I, I, Matt Boyd. We'll go ahead and use his name. Oh, I don't can not it's. Yeah, okay. Well, we just did. And so he <laughs> he sent us a note, and it was rather funny. He said, uh, "Hey, have, have you guys ever listened to yourself at half speed? Because you know we have some <laughs> we have some listeners who listen at two x or one and a half x speed, which you can do on the." Yeah. On the device. Yeah. And so yeah. that's good. I, I listened to some podcasts at one and a half, but I, I thought, no, I have never actually taken a whole evening and <laughs> played listen, our podcast. Stretch Stretched the podcast at, out. Twenty minute podcast at two hours. But he said, Well, you need to listen to it at half speed. So uh-huh. I went back and uh, did a little digging. Spent about nine hours on this. I was going to no. say, Bill. No. <laughs> no. How long did this take no. you? I want. I went back, and okay. I want you to hear, Brian, what okay. we sound like. I'm ready. At half speed. In this episode, Brian and I celebrate my 60th birthday with cake that has <laughs> one million calories. Coincidentally <laughs> enough, it's called the Millionaire Cake. We also hear from a listener who emailed us a question that
2: wasn't the right question (laughs) and we're
1: still trying to track down Brian's golf (laughs) clubs from nine years ago.
0: Oh my god. Uh, That is funny. That uh, That was some good (laughs) ganja. (laughs) Wow. Well, that, I think
1: I'd had a stroke. That, that. That's what it sounded <laughs> oh, like to me is I'd had
0: a stroke. It. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I've never, so th- it begs the question who in the world <laughs> would ever listen to
1: a podcast at half speed? Matt. Matt, Matt, B, boy, would, Matt B. Absolutely. So thanks, Matt. You gave us Gosh, a little, that's, uh, funny. that's a little entertainment for today. So I appreciate yeah, you, man. Baby. Appreciate you. Uh, But we do have a legitimate call, and this is from a listener named Lauren. So let's hear what Lauren has to say.
2: Hey, Bill and Brian. My name is Lauren, and I'm a relatively new listener. I recently started a position with a new company, and your content has been very helpful in my transition, so thank you. In this new role, I partner with a variety of vendors who will ask me for a bid for one of their clients. My question to you is... What should my response be when my company's bid doesn't end up winning? Typically the reason we don't win is because of the bottom line. We are a relatively large company and our products and services tend to be more expensive than our smaller competitors. How should I be responding to the vendor without making it a price war? It's very difficult to communicate our value because I'm working through the vendor and not establishing the relationship with the actual customer and decision maker. I realize we won't win every single time, but I feel as though the outcome may be different if there was no middleman involved. Thanks in advance for your help. I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Keep up the great work, guys.
1: So, Miss Lauren, great question. Yeah, uh, we've we got like- a couple different, a uh, couple different thoughts. I had. I know you had some too. So, uh, you want to? Is there anything else? we need to say before we get into it? That uh, in terms of how she's thinking about this issue.
0: This is a very common issue with companies like this that sell through distributors or people that get spec'd in on engineering drawings or architectural drawings and things like that, where you don't have a direct right um, path to the the end user to the buyer it becomes very very difficult. And then and some people even wonder well, why the heck even have salespeople then. You know why don't we just use marketing to keep in touch with us? And
1: which I don't think is the
0: thing to do. But yeah, I think. Uh, Common problem, though. Extremely common problem.
1: Agencies, you know, if you're yes. calling on uh, advertising agencies, trying to get them to spec, yes. you know, and you can't yes. get to the client, and the agency doesn't ever want you to even no. talk to the client. And they're all scared It's of kind of, it is a fear, fear-based thing, but...
0: Yeah. You so, gotta, yeah. Uh, I've, so I, this may be, I'll hop into my thing here, if that's okay Okay, yeah, go Yeah, I ahead. think, and I, this might be a hop thinking on into thing, into that shall thing? I? I? Hop hmm. on into that thing. Um, you mentioned Lauren in your comment, and this is for everyone else listening. She said, "When we lose a deal, it's almost always comes down to the bottom line." She said, mm-hmm. and I would have you rethink that. Uh, the reason I have you rethink that is that's the message that you're getting from the person who's actually selling to the end user, who probably isn't an advanced selling podcast listener. Likely, so not. they are not enlightened yet to know that that is rarely, if ever, the actual real problem. It just isn't. It's the easy thing to say to you so that you don't try to sell to them. Absolutely. So I think that's a deflective statement to you, Lauren, so that you don't ask any more questions. Because then all you can do then is just lower your price, and then there's no skill or value in that at all for anybody. Um, so I would have you rethink that um,
1: first and foremost. Mm-hmm, that would be mm-hmm. my first little bit to her. <clears throat> so I would go further than what you did, which you... Uh, sort of highly suggested she look at it a different way. I would say that it's never only price. Yeah. It's not that price is not in the mix, but it's never only price. So yeah. like you said, when when you we hear you say that it's price, no, it's not price. In fact, I think a lot of times we think price represents the one of the top 2 reasons and usually it's not in the top 2. No. But that's what they're telling you, as Brian said. So yes. I would go back through and say, okay, what is what else is there besides price that we're, we're just missing? Here's my thought is yep. a lot of times, and I had this exact thing happen. I was calling on a computer manufacturing. Uh, they were an assembler more than anything. And they were mm-hmm. selling through um, CD Now and some of these online retailers. And they would go in and talk about the features and benefits of their products, there are servers. And that's the wrong thing to talk about with the with the vendor, with your channel. The right thing to talk about with your channel is how is your product, if they buy it and send it on to their customers, going to help them create more profitability, create yes. less hassle. So the pain set changes. It's not the pains of the customer anymore, Right. the end user, I mean. Yes. It's the pain of your customer. What are their yep. problems? What are they trying to accomplish? And I think sometimes we, and I know that sounds so, how could you forget that? It's the person that's actually cutting you the check. But we get so wrapped up in our products, and we think that everybody cares about what product pain things sol- our product solves, not what's the business pain that our channel has.
0: No, for sure. That, that's the that's another. This is a real thinking shift as I'm as we're talking about it. Lauren, you've got to start to think about your role in the whole process differently, which I think is what Bill's talking about. So we've got a little phrase that we use around here. We talk about having an expert persona. And when we teach that and talk about that, what it means is not having an expertise in what you do. So if you sell floor coverings, and you want to get your floor coverings specced in in an architectural setting, you don't become an expert in floor care. That's that's baked into the cake. You become an expert in construction, construction management, uh, in interior design, in uh, space and safety and mm-hmm. wellness and things like that and how floor covering impacts that. Because if you can teach your client, who in this case is the middle person, um, things that they may not know or things that give them an edge to win the deal, you become more valuable yeah. to them. Yeah. So that's what I'd be looking for. I would be looking for things that I can educate my buyer about that give them an edge in winning a deal and change that in your being, <laughs> in your how you show up, yeah. versus... Giving them what they ask for in a spec or in a drawing or whatever it is in your, in your case.
1: It's kind of the general contractor dilemma, which is, is when you're selling to a general contractor, we automatically say, well, you know what? The general really doesn't care whether he buys from Brian, Bill, or Travis. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, that's wrong. It it's does wrong. matter. It matters massively. It, it does matter. And, you know, there are some, I mean, we used to talk about this, well, what if you're 5% high? What if you're 10% high? I've got a couple yeah. of clients who are 100% high. Yeah they they're double everybody else and they still get the business so you would say well that can't be there's just no but it does and it, it happens and, and you've had it too so i just think we have to be careful of the assumptions we make about why people buy yes without question yeah do you have another one uh
0: i do not i have two more that are yeah let me go ahead go ahead i think um so the next thing is uh don't be afraid to challenge this process and what I mean by that is everyone thinks that you're not allowed, air quotes. Yeah. This is a half air quote, yeah. so I'm holding my phone in the other hand. Half air quote. You're not allowed to go direct to the buyer. Who said that? Who made up that, raw, that law or that rule, right? Uh, you, you, you don't do that because you're scared. Because you're scared that if you do, you're never going to get another piece of right. business from this person. Right. That's your issue. The fear is your issue. And you may be right. Yeah. Uh, you have to do it tactfully. And so, think about how you can turn that around. Here's a way to turn it around. Uh, I'll use my little example earlier. If I sell uh, in construction, I sell lighting. Uh, I can um, have a little syn- uh, symposium on um, the uh, like the you seen the little nest thing mm-hmm. at home, mm-hmm. right? Like yep. a nest where you know uh, connectivity between utilities is a big buzzy thing. So I, I have some connectivity speaker come in and talk about this, and I invite all these. Um, building owners to this event. And you also invite your customers to the event, who are the ones that sell to the bu- building owners. And you become the hub of that thing. And you create this environment where they all get to come together and talk about uh, connectivity and, and utilities. That's how you get a w- around the process, where you have a direct line to both of them. And you're doing something valuable to bring them together. I like that. Yeah.
1: So get a little creative with this, yes. and if you don't want to do it face to face, you can do a webinar. You can Absolutely. do an online chat yes. or some kind of an online panel. Yes. Uh, but you've got you've got to figure out a way to get your expertise into the into the business, and you are the hub. You're not the spoke. You're the hub yes. for this. Right now, you're a spoke. You're feeling Correct. like a spoke. Yeah. A third wheel, if you will. You
0: might <laughs> you might, a, you you might even wheel. be a
1: baseball card. Uh, that is a
0: tattoo attached uh, attached bike to the that smoke. makes it sound like
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But there was there was nothing like that though, especially that when it was best? a brand new one.
0: Gosh, it was good, man.
1: It's the best use for clothespins too.
0: There's no there's no <laughs> doubt the clothespin baseball card on the bike trick as an eight year old boy. There's nothing better. Mm. Do you have any pictures? I don't. But do you man, that pictures? noise is good, isn't it? And it was just perfect because mm. the spokes were like.
1: I was going to take a bike ride tonight. Gosh. I think I'm going to. Maybe you should. Straight. I don't have any, <laughs> any clothespins, though, or baseball cars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow, everyone in Carmel, Indiana is going, yeah, there's some jerk <laughs> yeah. riding around with a baseball car, some grown man, baseball card uh, attached to his bike. That's funny.
1: Do you have one more? Or do you want to
0: add it? I don't know if I like my last one. Do you okay. have one? I, no, I, can, I don't. Okay, I, I, let uh, me say this. Okay part of me, is, I can't believe I'm saying this. Part of me says, let's leave it be. Let's leave it be. If this is your business and this is the process, find ways to be valuable. And this just might be it. So then your game turns into a numbers game where you, know you, you on average, win two out of 10. Then you got to find a way to find new customers. So you go to a different problem. So what you're trying to do is, how do I get the customers that I'm selling to now to say yes more or win more where I might say, if you know some some battles aren't worth fighting, right. and you let that go, and you right. go find more
1: customers. Yeah. A I, it point. doesn't sound like this is the ideal scenario, and so you either yes. make it the ideal scenario, or you find prospects who are willing to yeah. follow you yes. on your path. Yes, and there's got to be some value for them, though, on this journey that you're going to take them on, where they have to be, uh, they have to give you access to people. And if there's no value for them, they're going to see you just as a as a commodity. Yes, so, they will. Okay, if you want to uh, talk to us about coming out to see you and your team, either both of us or one of us, make sure you send us an email to listener at advanced selling podcast. You can put uh, in the subject line "Come see us," and that'll get the ball rolling. We'll schedule a meeting with you where we can talk a little bit about what you're trying to accomplish, but more importantly, what we're trying to accomplish. That's not (laughs) that's not true. We'll talk about you and what your uh, issues are and how we can help. So, also, if you have a question. And it's a good one, just like Lauren's was. Send us a voice memo to listener at com, and we'll get that puppy on the air. See you next time. Bye.